Hi, I'm Derek. And I'm Frank. You might know us from Starkville's House of El Krypton, but today we're here to talk to you about a special offer. It's Kryptonian Time Life's The Best of Jackson Val. Desired, hope you get the message, and uh, I wish that we could just fill you with cheer. I don't mean you have to let go of that sneer. But all the people that you push out the window see them falling in the streets. Cause it didn't say the right thing to Zod. That's right. Jackson Val has been producing music for over 200 cycles. And today we want to share with you some of our favorites. Who could forget this timeless classic? A break in Solarium and the Hot Row. I fought the Sagittarius and the Sagittarius 1. I fought the Sagittarius and the Sagittarius 1. Now available for the first time on Solarium Free Audio Discs. Boy, that one takes me back. I can remember where I was the first time I heard that. And who could forget this one? This, uh, this, uh, you are so fine. Just a staring at you. Keeps Nessa on my mind. Oh, yeah. And don't forget, Derek, all of these tracks have been newly remastered at Argo City Studios. He's a brainiac, brainiac on the ship. And he's in my mind just trying to make me sleep. He's a brainiac, brainiac. On the ship, and he's in my mind just trying to make me sleep. Featuring the greatest hits of Candor's most iconic folk singer. Hold me closer, tiny Candor. See the people in the bottle. I want Corvex. I don't want Seg. I want Corvex. We're leaving this fortress. I want Corvex. Yeah, I'm a creepy brainiac. The best of Jackson Val. This offer is crumbling beneath your feet as we speak. So act now. Jane has got a plasma rifle. Jaina's got a plasma rifle. The Druzad's feeling frightful. Now then, Jaina's got a plasma rifle. Love in a space elevator. Living it up till my motor shorts come down. Love in a space elevator. If we go too fast, my shorts go brown. Stay tuned to the end of this episode to hear the full recording of Jackson Val's most iconic tune, Don't Go Back to Wegthor. But for now, cue the music! Welcome back to Star-
Starkville's House of L Krypton. This is our episode for the season two finale, the Alpha and the Omega. I'm Frank. I'm Derek. Frank, it's uh, it's a little cold in here. Would you care to step outside? Mmm. Mm. Mm. Forgot how warm you are. Mm. Whoa! <laughs> Record scratch. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, he, that's me. He said the thing. He said the thing that we wanted him to he say. He said the freaking thing, man. He said the thing. Oh my god. That was oh. Yeah, this, I don't I don't care episode. if that was fan service. That was such a good moment. That was I'll take such it. a fantastic moment. Oh my gosh. So much packed into this episode. Holy crap. So much groundwork laid for season three. Where is our announcement on that sci-fi? Please today is the day. Could we please? And by the point of this recording, that may have already happened. And if so, praise Rao. But uh, praise at, at the point of this moment, still no uh, official confirmation on season three. How do you leave us in those final moments, not knowing that there's more to come next year? I, I don't know. Um, there's so much to talk about, and obviously we're going to get right into it. But <laughs> I just. I was so mad when this one ended because I was like, there's not another one. I can't. What, what do you mean? There's no more. This is it. I'm done. I can't be done. This can't be it. We have to. We have to. Where, have where's the next one? Where's the Come next on. one? Episode 11. Give me season three right now. Is this what people felt like with Game of Thrones? Is this is how, you know, one would end and they'd be like more now. Snap. I, I think HBO. so. I wouldn't know. I don't like this that. Got to be it. This yeah. is my Game of Thrones. Give me, this is our game of give me more of these characters in these situations, and I need to know. I need to know what happens to Jor El. I need to know what the plan is there. I need to know so many things. I need to know. There's 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 parademons now, Frank. There's parademons. Okay, yeah, that's okay. Oh my God, I that was that the the Omega symbol and then the parademons, ah. and I lost my mind. <laughs> God. Okay, let's just get, let's get into it because there's so much to unpack with this there's phenomenal so finale. Yeah, yeah. Let's jump in. So, uh, we we start with uh, Zod dispatching his fleet to attack Earth. Uh, he mentions Sector Two Eight One Four, which got my Green Lantern heart excited. Yes. Um, and then we jump twelve hours earlier. So. We, we know that we're going to get to this moment where he's dispatching his his fleet. And we're just like, how do we get there? Oh, God, what's going to happen? He's headed to Earth. And that's going to be the cliffhanger, you're led to believe. That's what how we're going to be left with not knowing what's going to happen? Right. Right. So that's that's where my head was, right? Um, and so he's he's... He's getting, uh, ins- you know, ensured that there's uh, enough solarium that can be salvaged to fuel his fleet. So it's sort of like, all right, yeah, I guess that's that's where, you know, we're going to get from A to B. Um, and uh, Kandor is getting showered with what I assume are pieces of Wegthor, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Wegthor coming down. And, uh, the Death Star destroying yeah. the, moon, uh, the moon of Endor. The yeah. moon of Endor. That yeah, whole- Wegthor, Endor. It'll, Is it funny when you sit back and think this whole season has basically been about fuel? Yeah. It's basically Mad yeah. Max. I mean, it's, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's it in its is. own right. It's, I mean, yeah, obviously is. more stemmed off of that, but the, the underlying factor here, other than overthrowing General Zod, has, has basically been minerals for fuel. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's, it's mining and, uh, yeah. And I don't know, and I don't know who thought, 
you know, uh, Val seemed surprised at the end of the last one. They're like, oh, the planet's becoming unstable. It's a, it's fuel. By its You've very been nature, this moon for fuel, like of course. It, by its very nature, it's flammable. Yeah. Of course, it's going to blow up. I've seen enough cars crash, crash into gas stations to know what happens. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not good. Mm-mm. It's not good. Um, yeah. So as uh, as that's happening, as that shower's coming down all all around, uh, Val gives uh, gives Zod a quick uh, Facetime call, and. Uh, they basically both of them give these speeches about how they're they're going to hunt each other down and neither one of them is going to surrender. Uh, Zod keeps swearing that he's uh, Krypton's savior and he's going to hunt out uh, down every rebel. And uh, Val calls him an a-hole and hangs up. As you do. As, as one does. Yeah. As we do at the end of every. Yeah, every like like the end of every recording. That That's that's a staple of all my podcasts. At the end of every Brian Austin Green podcast, he calls me an a-hole and hangs up. That's right. That's just a thing that we do here. So, yes, uh, so for which nineties hip hop song you're going to call me an a hole to? This yes, week? I thank Krypton yeah. for honoring so many things that we have established on this podcast. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Firmly, firmly rooted in canon at this point. Yes, absolutely. Kandorian yep. canon. Kandorian canon at the cantina. Uh, so Adam, Adam is paralyzed and he's he's uh, contemplating using his Zeta beam to to go back and undo what happened to him. But he explains to Nissa why he can't and starts talking about uh the, the origin of the of the zeta beam right so we got a little bit of this at the end of last season with sardath and alana and ran and how he meddled with time and ruined everything basically he explains how the zeta beam works to nissa um which she promptly makes uh makes use of uh because when, after he wakes up from a nap uh he finds her about to use the zeta beam uh and uh val and adam try to stop her but she's like nope I made up my mind. I'm going to go find Brainiac and Jor-El. So she's Zeta Beam's out of there, uh, despite their protestations. And uh, poof, she's gone. Uh, Nissa, sit still for uh, a minute. I know, really. Just give it a second. Um, Jev. Mm, Jev share a drink. Yeah, they do. Right? And they're, uh, you know, they think that everyone else is dead and that they're the last of the... That's not all they share, Frank. Mm. Mm. So uh, after they they it's decide, it's canon, uh, after... bitches. It's canon. Sorry, I'm very excited. <laughs> so oh, they Lord, kiss. Oh, thank God. Thank just uh, slow clap. Yes, just it's you about freaking wish, just a whole season of will they, won't they? Just finally, Jim and Pam. Who? I mean, come on. <laughs> Step aside, Beasley. It's time for some Jev and uh, some Jaina and some Dev. Oh, yeah. Oh, Mm. yeah. And just just that moment, Lyda walks in. Uh, She doesn't catch them. That was a close call. Um, Let her watch. Catching your mom and your former fiance making out. It happens. Look, we'll go to Jerry Springer in season three. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can't go back to Wegthor. You cannot go back to Wegthor can't not gonna happen so yeah she's she missed this whole thing and they're like oh yeah so quick recap uh the moon it's gone and so's everyone on it yeah and we think we're the end of the resistance so morning sunshine how's it going we're a family now wants yeah oh my god oh my god when your former fiance becomes your stepdad yeah i I saw that episode of springer or it was yeah. it may have been Mori Povich, I can't remember. But either way, I I, I, yeah. I saw that one. It didn't it did not end well. 
not good. Not good. I guess so. Uh, you know, we talked last week about whether it was the ramifications of uh, losing a, a moon to your planet, but I, you know, I Krypton doesn't really have ti- you know oceans or bodies of water or tides, so I guess it's probably not that detrimental. I guess, right? I mean, yeah, as far as we I mean, know, we, they don't have can, those things, but there's got to be other effects on the gravitation. I don't know. I guess not. Clearly not. Plus, clearly no plus the, well, that and the cities are bottled. It may be affecting the outlands in some form or fashion, okay. but yeah, yeah. as we discussed previously, uh, Kandor has its own central heating and air system, so, uh, you know, the light was on in there. We were, we were all fine out. The light was on out here. He was fine in there. This is heavy. Weight has nothing to do with it. There's something wrong with the gravitational pull because the moon oh. is gone. I, I, yeah. I missed the low-hanging fruit. Excuse me. It's fine. It's fine. You're just not a real fan, I guess. Um, oh, anyway. um, I, I'm blinded by my Jev. Okay, and, sure. And all uh, other well, references, yes, all other references are off the map right now. You are you are gloating far less than you could. I just want to say you you have license to gloat much more than you could but you're a gentleman and uh and you're gonna call me an a-hole at the end of this podcast and i i i, I respect that it's canon bitches Excuse me. <laughs> um so they all resolve to take out druzad that night yeah uh, as you do yeah as you do yeah. jaina takes some convincing but she she comes around and Lyda hatches this plan to draw zod out leverage the sagittari who are loyal to her an attack at that point called it um yep yep no for sure for sure um well in the meantime uh that sagittari who has been spreading the word that light is alive well he's been captured by drew that'll happen and um once drew zod gets word that the rebels have landed that sagittari reveals the location where they're likely going to meet up with Lyda. Uh, and so Zod dispatches his army to go take care of that. And he just casually slits uh, that Sagittarius throat for treason. Just, just, you know, I mean, like what, any other Wednesday. That's what, that's what you do in those scenarios. For sure. Right. For sure. I mean, that's yeah, kind no, of what you no have doubt. to, you, I mean, you don't really have a choice at this point. I mean, no, no, it's I not mean, like you could somatically recondition him or anything. No, no, let's just slit his throat. Well, he's kind of, I mean, he's, he's, he's balls in at this point. I mean, he, he really, he, th- there's not much else you can do. I suppose you have your Drew's on. You have pretty much gone past the point of no return. Yeah. When you're, when you're colonizing planets, who cares? Yeah. yeah. Is that? Yeah. Okay. That, mm-hmm. che- that checks out. That reference checks yeah. out. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Mm. It's a. It's an. It's an old. It's, code a, it's an old code, but it still checks out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I like that. That's good. Uh, that's a good one. That's <laughs> that's, good one. Yeah. That, that warmed my cold heart. Oh, that and Jeff. Mm. It's listen. It's not. It's it's for no other reason than these two people have lost a lot and they have found each other. Oh, yeah, and I, I, sure. I, you know, I, I really, I like that when, when two people who are, you know, well, I made the Stranger Things reference a couple of years, weeks ago, that shared trauma. They were able to come together in, in a time of crisis and, and, and love on each other. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, I find that a very heartwarming thing when they can overcome their, their, their trauma and, and find, find love in a hopeless place. Love in a space elevator. Mm, yeah, loving it up while it's the planet. Loving it up 
while in the planet's... space elevator. Loving it up while the planet's crashing down. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Well, uh, wouldn't the Rebels it have, reunite. Wouldn't it have sucked to have been on the space elevator when Val blew it? Oh, man. You're just riding up to Wegthor, doing your thing. Oh, God. <laughs> and I was only two days away from retirement. <laughs> I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess you push the... Uh, the like the panic button in the elevator at that yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, well, I guess you. I mean, I, I guess you're. Then it just becomes a wonka vader. It goes sideways and upways and down. You know, you're just floating out in space in a wonka vader now. I guess so. Yeah, that sucks. Huh. Well, that'll happen. Krypton on the great class elevator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. There is a toast to Kem, as all the rebels reunite. Uh, and they remember his sacrifice. Oh, I'm still not over that. I know. I know. I mean, his, when they showed his, it again in the previously on yeah, segment at the beginning, yeah. it's, it hurt again. His death will be felt in season three. I, it, personally, I don't, I don't know how much he'll be referenced or anything, but obviously, you know, that, that moment was, was impactful. I agree for, for me, it will be a, something that I'll, I'll remember. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll, will have I, I i think he'll be referenced maybe not often maybe not heavily but i i can't see seg not you know remembering back and and saying saying things about 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 kim and who knows if we even get flashbacks of, of memories uh, of them uh, in the rankless district or something yeah. i'm for that i'd be down for that well nissa lands uh from the zeta beam trip she lands on a rocky beach and she finds this lovely pile of charred corpses. Mm. Mm. What's going on there? And one of the uh, one of the victims is still just barely hanging on to life. Uh, he can't speak, but he very ominously points up towards the sky. And Nissa goes off to to see what exactly it is that he's pointing out. But it doesn't look good. Mm. Whatever it is, doesn't seem like it's a good situation here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Uh, that was the, uh, his face was all red and bloodied and disfigured, and that that didn't look like he had a good time. <clears throat> all I could think of when we saw the parademons was the the flying guards from Flash Gordon. Fly! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought of the fl- flying monkeys. From, yeah, uh, fly my pretties. Fly my pretties. Um, Is it weird that the parademons looked cooler here than they did in Justice? I don't think it's weird. Why would that be weird, I Derek? Don't know. I'm just... I don't find that weird at all. Let me don't. just put it that way. I know you don't. Which don't film did you hate? Doomsday look better in this show? Wait. I don't find it weird that uh, Parademons look better in this show. I don't. I don't, I don't I'm going to give Doomsday a pass because that wasn't the true Doomsday uh, in, in Dawn of Justice. What? Which film do you hate more, Dawn of Justice or Justice League? Dawn of Justice. Really? Yes. Yeah, surprisingly, right? Um, I actually thought that they, they they tried they tried to redeem themselves in Justice League. It was done very ham-fistedly, but they tried, and I at least appreciated what they tried to do there, even if they didn't execute it well. Um, I don't appreciate what they tried to do in, in Dawn of Justice. It didn't. It just wasn't for me. Moving on. Yeah. Moving on. Adam begs Val to let him stay in the fight. He's like, "Hey, I can't move, but you know, let me let me keep at it because uh, the L's are the closest thing I have to family, and uh, you know, I I just uh, I had a pretty crappy upbringing, and 
the only thing I had to bond with my dad over with was, was baseball. And yeah, you're kind of like dad to me now. So can I stick around and can I still contribute? So I want to give back for all that you've done for me. And Val says, you know, they are family and, and he's going to listen. You've done enough already. You've sacrificed, you know, your ability to move. And uh, we are going to the House of L is going to do what we can to repay your sacrifice. I still love when he said a few weeks ago, you would have made a good L. Yeah, that's I, right. I love not that Adam, I feel really needed a redemption arc because while some of his actions were still on the selfish side in the beginning, he was still, he might've still, been, he was doing the right thing for the wrong reason. Yes. In the beginning. But I, you know, I, I do love that he saw the error of his ways and even, even with the Zeta beam is seeing the error of his ways with time travel and his, has given that up. I mean, he's literally paralyzed now when he tells Nissa, you know, I, I can't go back and fix it. I can't risk screwing up more. I'd rather be paralyzed than mess up what could be. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he is, he is becoming more and more the Adam strange that we know from, from comics. Mm -hmm. Like he's becoming more and more the hero version that, that we are accustomed to. Yeah. Um, it's cool to watch that. You know, it's, um, it's a good backdoor pilot for an Adam Strange. Uh, Seriously, I show. would I would love to see uh, Sean on the Lobo spinoff yeah. with them teaming. That would up. be great, actually, so. if they were if there was like a a buddy cop situation yeah. with the two of them. That'd yeah. be awesome. Good cop, crazy cop. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, totally. Jet jet uh, jetpack cop, crazy cop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god. Oh, the fun they would have. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rebels learn that Zod is coming for them. Uh, so Seg comes up with a plan to keep Zod's army busy near the rebel base. Uh, and in the meantime, attack Zod personally over in Kandor. So uh, after stirring up the, the Kandorian crowds uh, with a, a speech uh, explaining about the reconditioning and everything, uh, Seg manages to draw out Zod before this crowd, uh, and and then Lyda appears and personally, you know, sort of, you know, witnesses and attests to everything that he did to her. I am Spartacus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really, it really was like that. I, I, what I love about Lyda is that she kind of embodies a little bit of every character from the show. Like, there's a little mm -hmm. bit of everybody within. I mean, there's there's a little bit of Druzod in Lida. There's there's some Seg in Lida. You know, well, obviously there's a little bit of yeah, Druzod, there is. But, hey, now, clever, but still, there, <laughs> there's. <laughs> you got any L in you? You want some? <laughs> um, but the, literally, there's there, the the traits and the characteristics that each of these characters embodies kind of spills over into the makeup of Lyda um, and, and obviously having her as a, a character that we've not had in the Superman mythos before there's some, there's definitely some work on the dry erase board that can be done. That is, mm. is new and exciting to, to forge somebody who loves an L somebody who is the mother of a monster, you know, all these different things and these personality traits. And I, I've, I've always, it's one of the things that hit hard when I thought we were going to lose her is she is so much of, you know, I think we've, we've said Nissa's kind of ends up being sometimes the soul of the show. I think Lida's ends up being a lot of the time the heart of the show. 
uh, yeah. more often than not because of um uh, and, and it sucks because obviously for the first half of the season that wasn't our lighter you know mm-hmm. we didn't we mm-hmm. didn't get to follow that journey along but we see how much compassion and bravery and and, and courage that she embodies in these in this last half after reemerging and and showing especially in these final moments of season two of, of standing up to her son. That's such a great way. You just put that, that she's the light as the heart and this as the soul. Um, I really like that. I'm going to, I'm going to noodle on that a little bit. That's a really, really beautifully, beautifully expressed thought. You, you should know, think about like go ahead. talking for a living or like well. writing or I, you know, self-expression I, of some I, kind. It's no good. It's no good. But everybody, I guess they all share. I mean, you know, you could argue, you know, Val sometimes becomes the heart of the show, or, you know, or you're uh, Sean or, uh, or uh, Adam sometimes. Adam everybody, or, yeah, everybody no, obviously true. has their moments. We, we've, and uh, you know, obviously Kim and his final sacrifice became a huge um, part. And I think that's what works well in an ensemble cast when everybody has their part to play and you're not retreading things and, well, this person could do this. Why do we have this character? But when you've got somebody, and nobody's doing what Lida does, and she's definitely a standout. And I think that was why we said if, if we were truly losing her, if we were losing uh, Georgina on the cast, what a tremendous loss that would be moving forward for this series. And thankfully, we were, you know, we were shown to be. Uh, I mean, we, we, we said there was no way we're, that she would be gone, but they made us stew on that for a while before the reveal happened, uh, which I think was fantastic. I, I don't know if I said before, but n- you know, not doing the previously on and then revealing her to be a clone or something else in the opening moments of the next episode. I mean, we we had we 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 had to mourn for you know two or three weeks we had to fill that trauma along with the characters of of a, a major character's death only to have it pay off so it was a big deal yeah i really appre- I, I feel like i may have said this but i don't remember if i maybe just said it to you i really appreciated that sense of loss making us feel that sense of loss that the characters were going through before bringing her back made her return first of all feel earned uh and, and you know if if done poorly if done poorly, a, a storyline where a main character, if, if, if all you know, the bullet points are this main character died and then was brought back and it turned out that the, the one that died was a clone, that could sound weak. Mm-hmm. That could be a cop-out. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way that they handled it and the way that they spaced it out and made us feel the sense of loss and then reveal what happened, and especially since there's already precedent for a clone, see Nissa. Mm-hmm. Um, it all worked so, so well. And, and again, in, in the hands of a lesser show, it might not have worked. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. As you should, because yep. I'm right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. That's how that works. So, so they've got Zod out there and they're, they're calling him out and they're showing the receipts and Zod says he's he's already seen the future where Krypton has free will and uh, and he came back to save them from that. And one by one, the Sagittarii start laying down their weapons, refusing to take uh, Sagan Nissa into custody. God, uh, I love that and moment. Refusing Zod's orders and Zod still won't surrender. So Seg challenges him 
to hand to hand combat. And what does he say? Fisticuffs! Fisticuffs! General, would you care to step outside? Oh, yeah. Oh, snap! He just went Superman 2 on that mother. Oh, I was so excited. I was so excited. And it was just, you know, it was like, what, two steps down and kind of outside. It wasn't even really outside. I mean, not really. You know, it wasn't like they walked out into the Outlands and and had it out in the snow, which would have been cool. That would have, you know, they had left the the dome and, and gone and really beat down in the snow. But still, even just that final step down and that taking of the coat off was just, just. I loved it so much. I love it. Bravo. I love that even in a Superman-related show, it's not Superman. It's not just they're not cramming stuff down our throat constantly. Not that that would be necessarily a bad thing, but it's not always Superman this, Superman that. Like They they make us earn these little moments, whether it's the Williams theme or, you know the cape reforming or kneel before Zod or anything like that. They, they keep making us or Jor-El, you know, they, they make us wait and work for these things. And the payoff is so chef's kiss, just tremendous. Mm. And this was no different. I could not agree more. And, and in addition to that and sort of building off of that, I like that we, we get, we do get like, uh, maybe one an episode or so. You know, it's not like, like a, that. A one I or mean, two a season. It's definitely parsed that, out. Yeah, it's it's, it's definitely it's parsed out. But it they could do less. Yeah, and I would still be happy with it. I guess yeah. is what I'm saying. They're doing kind of more than I would have expected, but but tastefully, and and judiciously. The the thing is, even if you took this, if you renamed everybody, if you set this on. Mars and you know named them all something else and there was no super like this is still a good show that's right that's right it's not using Superman as a crutch no it's not at all it's it's I wouldn't even argue that it's using that it's playing in the sandbox uh, barely in, in a way that like Smallville did or you know things of that nature I mean it's it, it it's in the, it might be in the same playground but they're they're over on the 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 monkey bars well, Superman's in the sandbox. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, it's true. It's true, and that's it's done really, really beautifully. Mm-hmm. And 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 when they do give us these moments, like General, would you care to step outside? It it's that much more meaningful. And when we get the Williams theme, and when we get you know even just Doomsday, right? We lost our minds over Doomsday. We got we got a, a, a nice amount of these things, but they were all they all felt like a big deal. Oh, listen, they're not giving us so much of it that that we're losing our appreciation for any of it looking back and and, I've, and we've talked about it we're going to do some kind of retrospective now that the season's over and and come back and, and hopefully actually have some fun surprises for you in the interim of, of the show being off the air uh but one of my favorite moments from the whole season is when they're back in the fortress and and uh and he he dons the the glyph he's he's wearing the l shield again for sure, it, that when when Zach puts it on, that's one of my favorite moments from the whole, uh, not just the season but the series. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and and he did it again here, right? When he says General Kurt to step outside, he like opens his jacket or takes off his jacket. Yeah, he takes off his jacket and reveals it, and reveals it, and it's still, even though we saw it like three episodes ago or whatever, it still was really still, cool. I mean, it's still a an L fighting General Zod, you know, regardless if they're throwing each other into coca-cola signs and manhole covers and 
cellophane S's and all that stuff, it's still a, a great moment. I love the references from Zod about like what you think you're the Man of Steel. You're no Superman. You're no Superman. And then if I'm that's no Superman, if <laughs> and if, if that's not good enough, you got Mom coming in to whip his ass too. Mm. So so cool. The two of them taking him on. And meanwhile, let's not forget. Meanwhile, while this is all happening, the rebels are are having their own fight right yes. against the Sagittari who are invading their base, and Jaina's pulling out these cannons and just just mowing down mowing down Sagittarii, like beheading them left and right. And, oh, man, it, it really builds to this um, this big climax where Lyda and Seg finally knock Zod out. And Lyda takes control. And as Primus, she calls the Sagittarii to retreat. And they do. Mm-hmm. They withdraw. And it's... I saw that Jerry Springer, too, where the mom and dad are beating up the son. And the son's, <laughs> fr- the son's from the future, and he's older than them. It was a weird episode. But, you know, it's funny to me, and it's funny that I don't even care about it, because you know me in time travel. I'm always like, I need answers. And, like, I I want the rules and the specifics and everything. And we still have no basis for how General Zod got back to Krypton 200 years ago. There's no explanation for it, and I'm fine with it. I don't even care. I'm fine. You know what? It's one of those things that if you were to explain it, it might lose its luster. Yeah. And, like, I wonder, too, another answer we never really got in season one is how long he had been there before he had infiltrated and, and gotten his, his men and all that kind of thing. We never got really answers on that either. And so the mysteriousness of it is kind of a draw to me. It's like, well, he knew he somehow knew, too, that Brainiac was coming for Krypton. So that was why he went back. But, you know, what brought you here? At what point were you in the Phantom Zone? Are you the General Zod that, you know, we, we've gotten the bits and pieces before. Obviously, Adam knows who he is. He's been to Earth. He's fought Superman. So is in true fashion, are you the General Zod that, with Nan and Ursa that broke out of the Phantom Zone and, and you know, went to the planet Houston and, and, and did the whole thing uh, or, or not? Like, what, what, what is your background? And I want to know, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm fine. You're, you're, I, I'm fine. Your your portrayal is so good, and your characterization of Zod is one of my favorite on screen personas ever of this iconic character. That I I don't I don't give a you do whatever Colin you do you you just do you, you have fun do. with it. I don't need to be told explicitly. I like to think I like to think that this Zod went through the experiences of Superman two specifically, and this is just personally purely my own headcanon because. Because Seg said, General, would you care to step outside? And then Zod says, you think you're the Man of Steel? Yeah, yeah. I like to think, I like to think that Zod is like, what? You like, you don't even know it, but you're quoting oh, your future grandson. You've... Like, what, you think you're like him? I've heard that before, you son of a... Right. Yeah, that whole, yeah, just lowers his head and is like, father like son. But it That's also it. adds a cool element when you think about it, because we know, obviously... <clears throat> We know that this General Zod, whether it's the Superman 2 General Zod or not, we know that this General Zod has faced off with Kal-El on Earth. Right. And was somehow banished to the Phantom Zone or left Earth through time travel or or whatever happened. But uh, it's kind of cool to think that if it is the Superman 2 realm of General Zod, if that same storyline played out, that Zod did all that knowing he was Superman's half-brother. Mm-hmm. Or that's interesting. Half or wait, un- uncle. 
Yeah, uncle. Sorry. He was half uncle. Yes, his uncle. And uh, sorry, yeah, that he was he was Jorel's half brother. Is yeah. that is a half uncle a thing? Yeah. I guess it is. Uh, we'll just we'll just go with uncle though. He was your, that he uh, was George, that he was your father's half brother. How about that? We'll right. Just say that. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not 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 to get all space balls on you here. But, right. When will then uh, be now? Mm, soon. Mm. Soon. We just missed it. <laughs> uh, let's see. So so Seg comes to the realization that Zod is never going to stop as long as he lives, and he needs to be stopped at at all costs. Lyda realizes that there is another way and that way is the black mercy that came back to pay off didn't it so good so good it's also just kind of a little f you too it's like "Ah, i'll show you you what you did to me i'm gonna return the favor but it's you know it's also that conversation of he's never gonna stop if we just lock him up he's he'll he'll convince some guard down the line he'll convince one day and the guard will help him escape and you know He'll be loose again. We ha- but we can't kill him. He's obviously gotten out of the Phantom Zone before. That's not going to hold him. We've got to find something that is obviously going to contain him in, a, in, in something that he's never going to get out of. So, and, and what more is that than giving him exactly what he wants, which is letting him think he, he gets control of the universe? Can I, can I share what might be a controversial take? What's that? They should have killed him. Because he's going to get out. If Lyda was able to will herself out of the Black Mercy, he will eventually do the same. Or someone will set him free, right? Some other villain will go, Brainiac will set him free or something. Um, so the, the smarter thing for them would have been to kill him. Now, they are heroes and they're trying to do the right thing. And, they're, and it's their son. And there's, there's a, a laundry list of reasons why not to. But if you really want to stop him, Seg's instinct to like, we got to kill him to stop this was probably right. That said, this means we're going to get some more Zod probably. Yeah. Like, Colin, Colin can't leave the show. Colin can't leave the show, but here's, I don't know. Lida, Lida was able to, and that's one of the, again, going back to Lida, I think that's one of the fantastic things. I mean, who has ever wheeled herself out of the, themselves out of the black mercy before? Never seen anything like it. That's how strong Lida is. Zod, Lida knew that there was life on the other side of what was happening. Even though she was being shown exactly what she wanted, she knew that that was not true. There was enough. There was enough mental trauma there for her to know that that was not paying off, regardless right. of whether or not it was her wildest dreams come true. Zod is so self egotistical and narcissistic that I think the dream of him getting exactly what he wanted all along is that he won is enough to keep him under. So you do, so you don't think he will sense that something's off like she did because he'll be so content with the, yeah, the I, vision that black mercy is showing him. Yeah. I, I honestly think it would discredit, uh, Lida's self removal from the black mercy. If, if we were to see Zod do it too. I so th- it's a I one-time think, thing. I think it would, it would cheapen what we, what the amazing okay. thing that we saw her do. So, but I, I agree that somebody else could remove it or, you know, the black mercy gets, shot in the middle of a shootout or something i don't want to see colin gone so killing him i don't either is off the table for me 
Well, okay. What I mean is in universe for them to stop him, right? If your goal is actually to stop him, killing him is the only way is, is all I'm saying. But, but I agree. I don't want Colin gone. I want Colin to stick around. And then I'm, I'm, that's why I say on the other hand, this is a very good thing because Colin's sticking around. And well, and I too, I, I do think that the easy answer would have been the phantom zone. And I'm kind of glad, I'm kind of, kind of glad they didn't go that way. Obviously the, the biggest love for me out of using the black mercy was the F you from Lida to Zod. Like, you left me here for six months to, you know, with my brain melting as a result of this thing, see, see how you like it, you know, exactly. that, that kind exactly. of screw you moment. So that, I think that was the impactful uh, thing for me is, is seeing it like, ah, justice, you know, not, not so much. We're putting you in jail in the phantom zone. Not so much. We're just going to have to kill you just that, just that I'm going to screw you the same way you screwed me kind of payoff, which I loved. You stole my freedom. You stole my free will. You stole my sense of reality. I'm mm-hmm. going to do the same to you mm-hmm. here. Get exactly what you want. Go rule, yeah. go yeah. rule earth with your interstellar fleet yeah. while you drool. into yes. While you drool into the carpet while I watch. What was that line from Iron Man two? Like Colson said, I will tase you while you drool into the carpet while I watch. So oh, I don't remember. I don't know. God, that was so long ago yeah. for me. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was a good line. It was a stupid line. It was, it was a good, good line. line. So, uh, yeah, between that and parademons and then yeah. we still got to yeah. get to Lobo here, obviously. But there, there's a lot to this is no fancy bow on season two. No, that's right. That's right. Yeah, it's not tied up. All, and, all when, and when all is said and done, Superman still technically doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah that's true that is true they didn't really we haven't really addressed that we haven't gone back to the cape and the fortress or uh-uh. any of that we got we had to deal with f- fuel. fuel it's your kids yeah. marty something's got to be done about your kids <laughs> sure it's your kids say uh, what do they turn out to be assholes or something no, no, no not at all um but yeah this is this is the point where nissa finds the omega symbol painted on a rock in blood and she looks up and she sees the parademons. Mm. <laughs> the crowing. Yeah. Um, a, mur- the, a murder uh, of crows. The, what? A murder of crows. <laughs> a murder of crows. Yes, a murder of parademons. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the you know that is the correct, the correct terminology for a group of parademons. Yes. Yes, uh, absolutely. Flamingos are a flamboyance. Parademons are a murder. Mm-hmm. That's how it goes. That's just how, just how. It's, it's, it's either that, it's either that or murder. It's a, or it's a, oh holy crap of parademons. That's, <laughs> it's one or the other. A genocide of parademons. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The well, an- the anti-life equation. We should. Yeah. So we should talk. So for people who are maybe not familiar with what that all, what are parademons and what the omega symbol signifies the omega symbol is typically the symbol used by the one the only the lord of apocalypse himself lex luther no uh dark side <laughs> dark side almost which, a doomsday which you um, which you really wouldn't get if if you know if you had watched justice league and dawn of justice because you would think it's steppenwolf and that they're just steppenwolf, right right steps right. here and, and that's not the case obviously dark side is a, a huge dark side is kind of for for the for the un uh uninitiated dark side kind of is the thanos of the dc universe 
Yes. Uh, in a way, he yes. he really is the big bad from the Planet Apocalypse. Um, we've seen multiple incarnations of him over the years, from Superman the Animated Series to even Smallville, um, and and these are just hints at the presumably what will be the big bad of season three. Uh, I can only imagine if they're, that they're leading up to Dark Side. If you're showing us the Omega uh, symbol and Parademons, the which is huge, uh, like getting cosmically is is ridiculous for a television budget. But as we've seen before with this series, they are no stranger to making the impossible happen. It's it's a. If if this really and I mean it's got to be there th- that has got to be them telling us that season three will be about about dark side. I can't even wrap my head around it still because it's so big. It's such a big get. It's such a big big villain. Like it could be you could do a, an entire phase of DC movies building up to this the way that Marvel did with Thanos. Yeah, you absolutely easily could. That's how epic and huge of a deal that dark side is. And we've got him on presumably a 10 episode season of television. This is going to be so crazy and such a loaded season. If this is any indication, like if you thought Lobo doomsday general Zod and Brainiac was a big deal in season two, like if like, like Dane Davenport said, you know, our friend Dane driving down the road in LA seeing a billboard with all these characters on the billboard. If you had told me that I never would have believed you as a Superman fan that I'd be seeing this, let alone in live action form uh, on, on television. Nonetheless, the, the very idea of bringing dark side to life is tremendous tremendous that they would be able to pull this off um i i can't tell you how giddy i was when i saw that omega symbol and then i saw the parademons in the sky like that wasn't on my radar at all for what was coming like i was like where is nissa like why is she on the beach there's no time for this right Right. Is this Ran? What's going Wait, on? Yeah, I, that's what I was the, thinking. I was like, did you go to find out the secrets of the Zeta Beat? Like, where are we exactly? And I'll tell you and, what. Go ahead. If if it wasn't for that Omega symbol and I saw those, you know, basically humanoids with wings mm-hmm. flying overhead, I would have thought that it was Ran and that this was like the Hawks, like Hawkman, Hawk Girl. Yeah, like, yeah. That it was like the Thanagarians. But it was very clear what that was. I mean, there's no mistaking that. And... I'm I'm a sucker for a good parademon too. I mean, it's you know it's a faceless army, but at the same time, it's just I think that they're so elemental to the DC universe that when you recognize that, it's oh holy crap, that's dark. You know, that's that's apocalypse. Yeah. That's dark side. Yes. That's that's it's everything. Iconic. Yeah. So that was a big that was a big deal to me, and the fact that Nissa was the one that discovered it was also kind of cool. So cool. So cool. When you saw that the episode title was Alpha and Omega, did it occur to no. you that Omega might be an apocalypse no, reference? Not at yeah. all. And that's how that's how good they did with this. Like you would think, well, obviously we know the Omega symbol, you know, even in the last season of Smallville, like every on everybody's forehead, you know, on skull. Right. You right. know, that's that's such a huge even in uh Justice League. I mean, that's such a huge impact with the planet apocalypse. Uh but no, not even remotely did I even begin to... And, you know, we should, because the the very fact alone, and you've made the Green Lantern references over the last couple of weeks when they've discussed that suck, sector, there's the, the cosmic entities in which they can play with here being away from Earth 
and and the far-reaching aspects of the DC universe and catalog, they can pull from so freaking much. But I guess it's just that I, I still hold that in my head that it's still, and this is not discrediting sci-fi at all, but it's still the sci-fi network and it's still television and like you're, you're gonna go for that and 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 they are and and there's no reason to not to but it, it seems um very what's the word i'm trying to think of um i've gone blank on my terminology i well I feel like what you're saying is that it's a very like prestigious thing for 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 television. It is, but I, it's almost like you're there's a word and it has lost me, but it overzealous, I guess. Like like you're being overzealous, but also you're ambitious? not ambitious. Thank you. You're being it seems you're being very ambitious with being able to pull dark side into this story, but also at the same time I've seen everything you've done so far and have had no qualms with any of it. So you go with Zod, like Zod speed, because you're <laughs> you got Cam, all of you, you're gonna nail it. You're gonna absolutely nail it, and I will be here for every moment of it. Amen, amen, brother. Yeah, I, I think uh, you know we we think of it as like, well, this is TV, this is TV, and that we still have this idea that TV is in a, a different tier than film, and to an extent that's true. But I think this is clearly DC views this as prestige television, mm-hmm. right? As HBO level. Um, like a plus level stuff and even though maybe sci-fi doesn't necessarily always have that reputation i think it, it we're finding that it deserves it because the sci-fi channel i mean because uh, the, the 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 level and the caliber of of characters that they have scored for the show so far and the way they've come through on all of those has just been second to none it is unparalleled and and i think they're being rewarded by being given bigger and bigger um characters and higher and higher stakes each season so far and this is shaping up season three looks like it's going to shape up to be the highest stakes and the most prestigious level of dc canon um that is available to them and i'm i'm just beside myself i can't believe that we are getting what looks to be a a version of dark side and let me tell you if it's anything like what we got with doomsday even just in terms of appearances, if it's anything like what we got with Doomsday, I will be thrilled. Yeah. I mean, best best on-screen Doomsday we've ever had, live action. I mean, we've said that before. There's no reason to go back to the well on that. Hands down, it's the best we've had. So if you're able to pull off the same thing, and we've not had a live action dark side. I, Smallville... He was always like in smoke and mirrors, like mm-hmm. literally, like literally smoke would form his entity. And I mean, it was all CG and it, we only ever got what, three or four glimpses of him through that entire season. Yeah. I mean, not, not much. And it was always like a smoke monster. Yeah. Right. And then he, and then he embodied Lionel earth Two Lionel Luther. So it was these quick glimpses of, there was never this moment of Superman versus actual dark side uh in the entire season so i i don't we've not had a live action action dark side before no because i don't even think there was a glimpse of him in dawn of justice or justice league was there everything was steppenwolf even that deleted scene from dawn of justice with with lex and the belly of the scout ship he was neil he was there before steppenwolf Mm-hmm. So we've mm-hmm. we've never had that before, and and no. even when even in the nightmare sequence where where Batman 
right before the Flash shows up from the future and Lois Lane's the key and all that when when Batman's in the wasteland of Gotham or Metropolis and the Omega symbols on the ground there and the parademons and all that stuff there was no dark side so I would say big shoes to fill but also hasn't really been done so you you do you you you're you're going to be able to put your own spin on it and, and make it uh lasting I think agreed yeah. It's also weird to me because I watched all six Sharknado movies and I'm like, this is the same network. But, you know, whatever. Crazy. That's what I'm saying. Crazy. It, it It's not what you'd expect, but they are proving themselves. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right. So the Rebels are celebrating. They hear that there's some life forms have landed from Wegthor. They go out to greet the survivors and whoops, it's Doomsday. I mean, what did they think? Who did they think was gonna that was gonna be? I I don't know. I guess they just they. How had did too anybody much survive that? Pandorian ale. I don't know. We knew Doomsday wasn't gone. Oh yeah, we knew that, and now that's been confirmed. He's although, frozen in ice. Although we did say that it'd be it would be funny if it took two hundred years for him to float to Earth, and that ends up yeah. being the you know how he lands there. But uh, we have other things to deal with on Earth apparently in season three. Yes, yes, we do. Uh, so, so yeah, let's get there. So, so Val, Val's a little drunk. He um, a little, a little. They're all uh, a little drunk. They're all wasted. They're all wasted. Uh, Seg brings him in, and Adam is playing around with his new jetpack. Yes, That's he right. got it. I said jetpack. He got the thing. Oh yeah, Val built me legs. <laughs> Immediately crashes into immediately the ceiling. crashes into the. I, I, I felt bad laughing because I was like, that man's paralyzed. He just crashed I know, into right? the ceiling, but, but also still, it was hilarious. Funny. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and then while while everyone's and then they're laughing about it too, uh, and uh, everyone's everyone's partying, and Seg notices uh, Lobo peeing in the corner <laughs> of the room. Do. Yeah, that's fine. That's normal. That's, that's normal. Don't worry about that. I love that he knows it's him right away. He's like, Lobo? He smells it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but basically, he, Lobo's come looking for Brainiac, uh, and he and Seg make a deal. If Seg leads Lobo to Brainiac, Lobo will help him find Jor-El, um, who, <laughs> who I love that uh, Seg says that he took him... Uh, he, you know, he said he took him because he was the best of Krypton, but really, I think it's because he's an a hole. Yeah. Um, second a hole reference of the of the episode. Um, so there you go. But uh, so, so they, they make a deal. They make a deal that he's gonna he's gonna bring he's gonna bring Jor-El back to Craptown. And uh, and in return, Seg will lead him to Brainiac and help him take out Brainiac. That all sounds like easy. nothing will absolutely go wrong. It's I'm sh- easy peasy. Easy peasy. So they they that's their deal. Meanwhile, we see Brainiac in his ship, uh, and he sets off with Baby Jor-El to a place where he can be a god amongst men, and he calls him his son. So he's treating him as his as his son at this point. And what is that target? What is the place that they're going to? Earth. Earth. Always Earth. We have a you know, long we- long journey ahead of us. We've got our planet has a target painted on it, apparently, and all these people want to come and destroy us. But there, there you go. Miles, that's, that's miles to go before we sleep. Mm, yes, light years. Uh, 
Um, so yeah, I'm going to need that season three renewal now. Yes, yes please. Yes, please. Uh, if it hasn't been announced already by yeah. the time you're hearing this, then, um, yes, please. Let's, let's get, let's get that. Let's get that going. Hopefully by the time this has, uh, landed, that will have happened because I would love to see what the season three teaser, if they do the same thing again, um, what that would look like at the end of the episode, the way that they did the, the L symbol into the Zod symbol last year. So good. So good. What a I want to see. Season. There's so many, you know, we should probably do a whole episode on things we want to see in season three. Oh yeah. Um, Cause there's so much, there's so much that I'm excited for. It, it's hard to even, you know, it's hard to know what to ask for because obviously now with dark side it's they, they threw a huge and, and, and Brainiac and Jor-El going to earth 200 years before. I mean, are they going to land in 1776, you know, whatever, or, uh, it wouldn't be 1776, would it? It would be uh, math that I can't do. I was told there would be no math. Um, <laughs> where, what, what year is it on Earth right now when they get there? Um, and and then you've got, obviously, Zod under the influence of the Black Mercy. And then Lobo, with this spinoff series, is that a, like a prequel series? Is that happening in tandem with Krypton? What What's that about? So there's a lot of moving elements for what could potentially happen with a season three. Right. I, I think honestly, I think that there's so much to cover. I think it's a conversation for another day. There's Absolutely. so, so much. And whereas we um, did not do episodes between season one and two, we actually do have things planned for you. Interviews uh, with uh, cast and crew and things of that nature in the interim. So uh, we will be along with you, not as regularly as we have been this entire season from week to week, but you have not heard the last of us from now until 2020. Definitely. And to thank you for uh, continuing to listen, support, subscribe, rate, and review. And please don't stop. Head over to Apple Podcasts, Starfuls House of El Krypton, subscribe, rate, and review. Um, we would like to leave you with a little something. You've all been so good, as Ferris Bueller would say. You've been such a wonderful audience <laughs> that our dear friend Robin Burge has uh, reached into the the chasm of the internet <laughs> to bring Erst, us erstwhile co-host. Yes, to bring Robin us Burge. the classic uh, time life hit uh, from uh, legendary Kandorian folk singer Jackson Val. Ladies and gentlemen, this is. Don't go back to Wegthor. Standing in a long line here, just waiting for a ride to up above. Going in the space elevator, cause the rank list now just mine, solarium. Feeling like nobody cares for me I just swing a pickaxe for General Zod I wound up losing lots of sleep The Sagittarius work us to the bone Backbreaking work all day and night They promised us a break three days ago 
interstellar fleet needs fuel But I pray to Rao that I'll get off this damn moon Don't go back to Wake Thor Don't go back to Wake Thor Don't go back to Wake Thor They don't even have beer Old Valel just asked me to join his rebellion if I wanted a better life. Jaxer is pretty intense and I don't know what the hell is up with her eye. Negotiations were really bad And thanks to Jacks A war will break out soon Don't go back to Wake Thor Don't go back to Wake Thor Don't go back to Wake Thor didn't sign up for this they sent a monster who was really pissed Nick Sanderson had his whole head squished I barely got onto a ship thanks to a pretty blonde before the whole damn thing went kaboom I know it might sound paranoid, but I really think that Krypton needed that moon. Don't go back to Wake Thor. Don't go back to Wake Thor. Don't go back to Wake Thor. It's blown to hell and gone. Don't go back to Wegthor. Don't go back to Wegthor. Don't go back to Wegthor. Listen to Shoe Krypton. Thank you. Thank you very much. Frank, you lost your virginity to that song, didn't you? (laughs) (sighs) Steve, you were there. Ugh. <sighs>